I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. What's up, all you critical thinkers out there? Andrew Coppins, that's me, and he is Pat Oni. Thank you for tuning into Critical Thinking. You are either watching us on our Rumble page, rumble.com backslash critical thinking, or you're catching us on podcast wherever you catch your podcast. And if you're new and you are just listening for the first time, please hit that subscribe button. Thank you so very much for all of that wonderful goodness. And of course, do not forget to follow us on the social media platform of your choice, um, except for Truth Social um, and Parlor. We're really not active on either of those. In fact, neither of us have an account on Truth Social. And uh, it is really funny to watch people who beta tested this, right, who are involved with the uh, production of it. Um, suddenly, uh, hey, Pat, um, they can't get on or can't get their username correct. Yeah, um, you won't see me on True Social anytime soon. But hey, you know, Trump candidates went 22-0 and 0 yesterday, Pat. In primaries in Indiana and Ohio alone. I was going to say, I, the, the one I was watching was was Ohio. Yeah, J.D. With, uh, JD, Vance. J.D. Vance. Yeah. And it turns out that uh, if you've got the money of Peter Thiel behind you, um, you might win. It was really, really funny, by the way, to watch um, Donald Trump Jr. get on Twitter last night and gloat about how the the beating the Washington establishment in their multi-million dollars of campaigning. Except for you had the backing of one of the world's richest individuals. I don't think you're making the point you want to make. But I digress. There's a whole lot to talk about, and 
Um, I want to start here, Pat, because we're going to talk about the worst and the best takeaways or takes, if you will, on um, the leaking of the draft decision of Roe versus Wade and uh, Dobbs versus uh, Jackson's Women Health Center. Um, I just I'm going to say I'm going to say this. Okay. Um, how do I want to put this? Um, when your reaction is violence, you lose. And we saw that last night in mass. We saw it on Tuesday night. But specifically, oh, well, I should say we saw it a little bit on Monday night, but then we saw it specifically on Tuesday night, right? Um, Antifa rioting. What? Say what? What, what do you? What? Hmm. Interesting. What? What you? Uh, what are you? What are you getting violent over? You know, we saw it in Los Angeles. We saw it in all sorts of areas. Also, Pat, I would be remiss. I, I can't believe you're not wearing your uh, pro groomer shirt. Why? May the fourth be with you. Oh well, that that that's true. Um, but uh, you you see, um, I have a bit of a problem right now. Laundry. Yeah, can't really use it. Got to go to a laundromat here pretty soon. It's a good time, isn't it? Uh, no, no, yeah, I, I haven't been to a laundromat in years, but um. There are advantages and disadvantages, as uh, we learned when our laundry facilities here in our building were being remodeled. And for two months, we had to do laundry at a laundromat. There are advantages and disadvantages. One advantage is everything gets done at one time. The right. disadvantage is um, it, it's three hours of your time. That's my problem. However, if you do laundry at home, it's three hours of your time. Anyway. Anyway. But but the thing is, is I can go and do whatever I want. You could still co go and do whatever you want at the laundromat. Yeah. It's for me. For, for Here's the thing. If I go and I go and I do it, and I, I leave the laundromat while, while my laundry is going. I have issues because like, okay, who's going to move my laundry when my laundry's done? If I don't get back quite in time. I, so I have issues. I have issues with that. Well, yeah, we know that you have issues. Let's move on. <clears throat> Speaking of issues, there are a lot of people who had a lot of issues and a lot of things that they needed to uh, get off their chest over the past couple of days when it comes to uh, Dobbs versus Jackson uh, mm -hmm. Women's Health Center. So. I thought rather than doing our regular WTF Wednesday, we would uh, switch it up a little bit. Right, Pat? Uh, sounds good to me. Because we're going to give you our five worst takes, period, amen, on this entire situation. And then the five best takes that we saw. And they're across the political spectrum, by the way, because I think there are some legitimate things or or things that we should be thinking through from the other side. Okay. 
it's very clear that you and I are pro-life, right? That is abundantly clear. And this is something that comes from a critical thinking, from a moral and religious perspective. This is a teaching of my church. It's a teaching of your church. Mm-hmm. It is a teaching of most churches that are not the church of me in this country. And and that goes to um, Senator Reverend Raphael Warnock, who is a pro-life, or excuse me, pro-choice pastor. Um, Yes, Mr. Padoni, you have a, a question or comment. There is no such thing. No such thing as a pro choice pastor. None. Zip, zilch, nada. There is not no such thing. Uh, I would just have a question for um Reverend Raphael Warnock. Yeah. Warnock or whatever. Um are you are you saying that you are pro their choice to abstain from sex or to engage in it? And that's the choice that they made? I'm just curious. It's a fair question. Now, speaking of choice, um, we we have five five of the worst takes out there, right? There is an honorable mention, and this one is from the right. This is one of the worst takes from the right on all of this. Whoa, suddenly the uh, My Body, My Choice crowd comes out. And of course, that's a reference to, well, it can't be your body, your choice, because you're killing people if you don't get vaccinated, right? Right. Correct me if I'm wrong, Pat, but as I critically think through that kind of a take, I I don't think you're making the point that you want to make. No, you're not. Because either you're making the point of, well, then the government should have all the say in what you do to your body, or you're actually making the pro-choice argument for abortion. And I should say the pro-abortion argument, because it's not choice. Right. Your 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 choice kind of ended after you had sex. That your choice was to engage in that activity. Right. Okay. After that, it is either I am committing an act of abortion. Or I am going to keep the child. It's not a choice. You are either ending a life or a life continues. Sure, you could technically say that's a choice, but it's not. Because I choose every single day, quote unquote, to allow anybody I interact with to live then. I mean, that's just stupid. Right. And I mean, the whole vaccination abortion argument has never been a good one to me. For yeah. obvious reasons, yeah, abortion of impacts another human. Um, vaccination does not; it only impacts you. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know, man. It's just, we'll see. I just don't know why you would make that argument. It's it, dumb. it's a horrible argument. Do I understand the, the fallacy from the other side? Right. On one mm-hmm. side, it's it's your body, your choice when it involves another human being, but when it involves things that you put into your body, right? Right, right. Suddenly, that can't be your choice. Right. right. Do I understand the dichotomy? Yes. 
but you're not making the point that you think you are from the right when you make this argument. Exactly. Now, with that having been said, um, shall we start with the worst or the best takes, Pat? Get the worst out of the way. Okay. Well, our friends at the Bulwark, who are just mind-numbingly awful people, like, they're just, at, they are the pretentious, um, stuffy DC elite that people hate. That's exactly who they are, right? Uh, I don't know that I could have come up with a better way to describe it. I mean, that's probably actually putting it lightly now that I think about it, too. Interesting. Hmm. Well, they had a take on states' rights. Shall we, uh, shall we take it there? Sure. We can start there. All right. Well, they say that the near-term effects of the of the SCOTUS overturning Roe will be seen in November. Either voters will react to this tectonic shift in politics, or they will not. I'd be curious as to what you think will happen on this score, because I can see it both ways. On one hand, I could see a scenario in which suburban college-educated voters freak the fork out and swing D, while the decision mobilizes the Democratic base into a much higher uh, valence of energy. I could see a narrative emerging something like <clears throat> the Republicans are insane. They will want to overturn the 2020 election still. They're nominating candidates who are deeply problematic, and now they want to reshuffle the abortion status quo. They can't be trusted. I can also see a world in which there is a lot of energy expended this summer after the decision is released and it quickly dissipates and everyone moves on to the next thing, another caravan from Central America or gas prices or a rash of shark attacks, whatever. This country just lost a million people to COVID, and the fact and that fact barely registers as a political matter because what people really care about is whether or not they're asked to wear a mask on an airplane. We are deeply unserious people. Why would we expect that to change? But there's that a longer-term consequence, by the way, that is starting to become very clear. For the first time since the days of Jim Crow, it is going to matter a lot what state you live in? Is it? Is it? Pray tell, Pat. Um, mm -hmm. What percentages of pregnancies end in an abortion? Mm, I used to know this. It's less than 15%. Yeah. Okay. That, the, that's the, at least the latest number. And, and I, I mean, I can look it up right now. Um, but uh, this is just freak outism. This whole argument's kind of asinine, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, they're trying to compare this thing to COVID, which again, I, I, I can't stand the idea that you would compare abortion to the COVID-19 pandemic. They are vastly two different things. They are not the same thing. An abortion is not just you and your body. It is you, your body, and then someone else's body that is being impacted. That's the crux of it. Also, when it comes to Roe versus Wade, it is a states' rights thing. Mm -hmm. There's nothing. There, point to me in the Constitution where there is precedence 
for Roe versus Wade because that's the crux of Roe versus Wade to begin with, right? Oh, there's there's precedents. We must follow precedents. We must we must follow these things. There was no precedence. Roe versus Wade is the precedent. If if you're if you're gonna make that argument, it was the deciding factor. There was nothing nothing prior to Roe versus Wade that would have made Roe versus Wade a a actual law. Nothing. So, constitutionally, this always should have fallen to the states vis-a-vis the 10th Amendment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> Jonathan Last, writing over at uh, The Bulwark, somehow thinks he's a libertarian. Excuse me? Mm-hmm. 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 Because since neither party is terribly hospitable to libertarian sensibilities, we are entering a period in American life where the state you live in will matter quite a lot in terms of your day-to-day life. He goes on to say that if you live in a Republican state, what can be said in your child's classroom may be dictated by the angriest MAGA Karen. You might have to wait in line to vote for several hours. Your state legislature might have the power to decertify the results of an election. Yes. Yes. And by the way, they do have that power constitutionally. Yes, they do. And that's the whole point of a libertarian argument, right, Pat? The libertarian argument is that the state government is where that that power belongs. Does this guy even understand how this is supposed to work? Because I kind of get the impression that he doesn't. Now, he Secondly, says that he's in for a little lighthearted bullsideism, by the way, Pat. Because mm-hmm. according to him, both political parties are interested in controlling people's lives. Now, I can make an argument that that is true. Yeah, I can make that argument. I see it. I mean, there was a... I, I saw something on Facebook yesterday, and it, it, it made me think about it a little bit. Said, uh, over the last few months, Republicans have advocated having government in our schools telling children what books to read or not read, government in our homes telling parents what to say to their children around sex and gender, government in our doctor's offices telling doctors what advice to give, government in our bodies telling us what choices to make. This is not the party of limited government. This is the party of big brother. I could make the argument for all of these things. Except for, I can also tell you that that is not what any of those situations are about. Correct. So the 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 book case, mm-hmm. they're not saying a kid can't read that book. They are right. simply stating that um, a a book that depicts graphic sexual acts shall not be accessible to a four year old. Right. And if you as a parent want to expose your four-year-old to that, have at it, Hoss. You're also a terrible parent, but have at it. They're not banning anything. Right. Not banning the book. The book isn't banned. It's who has access to that book. Hey, if you want to put that in the library at the uh, local high school, again, have at it, Hoss. But I want to I want you to listen to this and then we got to move on. 
because um, he continues to say this, both political parties are interested in controlling people's lives. In many places, the Democrats, for instance, want to prevent you from using plastic grocery bags. Uh, they've, they've forced restaurants to put the number of calories in a, in a dish on a restaurant menu. You may recall that in New York City, Democrats even wanted to control the maximum size of a soda. And the Republicans want to exert control over American lives, too. They want to be able to control the presidency on an ongoing basis with a minority of the popular vote. They want to impose their own rules on how voting may happen, how votes are counted, and even whether or not governmental bodies may choose to reject the results of vote counts. They want to control what the CEOs of private businesses may or may not say in public. They want to criminalize abortion. So, you know, both sides, I guess. Can you Howard talk about what about is this is what aboutism at its mm. core. This is this is literally taking the absurd of leftist argument about the right and then taking the reality of what Democrats have actually done and saying they're the same thing. We're supposed to believe that um, this man is all about the seriousness, right? We're, we're not, he told us previously that we're a deeply unserious people. This is an absolutely unserious argument. Now, let's move forward here because um, this is one <clears throat> that comes from a person that we have long looked to, at least to help us understand some data and maybe give us some points, right, to look at. Oh. And that's Alex Berenson, formerly of the New York Times, right? Uh, he's got one of the better substacks out there called Unreported Truths. And I'm just going to read you this because it's not that long. He says, becoming a parent makes you understand viscerally what everyone knows intellectually, that abortion is the murder of a human being. I have seen firsthand the awful way abortion advocates dismiss the fact. Seen an abortionist side, uh, excuse me, I've seen firsthand the awful way abortion advocates dismiss that fact. Seen an abortionist slide her palms together to dismiss the possibility of a troublesome pregnancy. Swipe, swipe, it's gone. Roe versus Wade is a terrible decision. Invented law that has barely a flicker of constitutional support. And yet, making abortion illegal in some states will not stop abortion. If a woman wants to end the life of a fetus, she will find a way to do so. If she can't in her own state, she will travel to a state where abortion is legal. If she can't travel, she will find an illegal provider close by. If she can't do that, she will get a prescription for mis uh, misoprostol and whatever the other one is. If she can't do that, she'll drink uh, penny royal tea. If she can't do that, maybe she'll try a wire hanger. Meanwhile, rich and even middle-class women will stop at step one, travel to a state where abortion is legal. Rich and middle-class liberals are great at making the poor pay their price for their beliefs. See bail reform. But this is a case where rich and middle-class conservatives are doing the same. Yes, abortion is murder. It is. But if abortion is truly murder, we should not just stop at banning abortions. We should prosecute both the women who have abortions and the physicians who aid them for murder. Every single one of them. Every time, without exception. Not for rape or incest or anything else. 
There are no exceptions for murderers. That's the ultimate and logical outcome of insisting that abortion is murder. And no one is seriously or even half seriously or even jokingly proposing we put millions of women in jail for murder every year. Somehow abortion is murder, only it isn't. It is a murder in a quantum state. As close as to the truth I can get. Abortion is a very private murder, a murder for which the state has no responsibility and cannot interfere. It is a decision even more personal than being vaccinated. It is the ultimate betrayal of a child by the woman who carries him and prepares and perhaps by the man who has impregnated her too. It is a tragedy. Is it a sin? Only, only God can judge sin. Will he? Does he? Your guess is as good as mine. But this I know, banning or criminalizing it will only add to the sum of human misery. Reality is awful sometimes. This is, this is an interesting one because this one actually does make you think a little bit. Um, he may not be wrong and that there will be women that will find a way to have an abortion regardless of where they live. Whether it is legal or not, whether they travel to another state or not, they, they may find a way to do so. I don't think he's wrong about that. Mm-hmm. That being said, for 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 organizations like like Pro Life Utah, for example, I'm sure each state has something equivalent to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What they do is they they try to educate women on alternatives, other options, things that are safe for them and for the baby. And that includes emotional trauma, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, adoption is you know a reasonable. Um, alternative to abortion, and, and that, I think that that's something that that we could be more educated on. There, there's just there's so many things out there that the reason why women do or what what they are doing is because either a they aren't educated on the resources that are available to them to help them through a difficult time or a difficult pregnancy, or b they they not only don't have the resources, they don't have the funds or the know-with-all of where to get those kinds of funds to be able to help them through that time. So then they turn to these very dangerous alternatives um, of having an abortion, Um, which by the way, the examples that he listed out, aside from traveling to another state where it's legal and it can be done safely, almost every option he provided here is a very dangerous option. Not only that, that, there are options that can happen happen right now. now. Right. (laughs) <laughs> but it's already happening now. Right. So does this really change anything? So so I, I equate this to the um the uh the the safe space for drugs, right? Right. The the argument of of uh Switzerland, right? We're we're gonna provide you with the needles and a safe place so that you can do the drugs. Mm, pretty sure that doesn't help society. No. Um, but beyond that, um, I, I don't understand the, well, I'm glad that this is constitutionally decided, but uh, also pro-choice. Say what? What? Hmm. Okay. 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 
Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't get that. Um, but I also don't get the argument of, um, I just don't get this overall argument. I, I, I struggle with it because question that there's two, two, two la logical fallacies here. Number one is the millions of women every year. Well, how many of those women get multiple abortions, right? Right. Then to your logic, right? They'd be in jail for the one, the first time. They wouldn't be able to do number two. So the millions of women wouldn't become millions of women. Over time, maybe thousands. It's stupid logic. Because you're, you're, you're assuming that millions of women would do this. Stupid logic. Number two, the other logical fallacy here is people have committed murder in self-defense. People have committed murder in all sorts of things. But if murder is murder, no, 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 no. We actually do, as a society, as moral people, and as people who follow the commandments of God, as best that we always can, have always separated out various forms of thou shall not kill, right? We have always done that. Is it is it a situation in which kill or be killed, right? Right. Do you go to jail for murder then? No. Why? Because we have an idea and a concept of what murder is. Murder is a offensive act. Intentional. Now, you could make the argument that, of course, abortion is an intentional act to snuff out a human life. So I guess you can see the point here. But we have always had differing thoughts on this and in ways to compartmentalize all of these things could you could you not put this into a different compartment but again folks alex berenson has been great on covid and covid alone he still is a far left activist he just doesn't believe in the covid insanity there are a lot of people who because of this decision you're going to find out are not on your side they don't hold your world view. They were a great coalition partner when it came to COVID-19 and the vaccination insanity, right? Right. That's Cheers. it. They're not your fellow. They were your cohort. To his credit, he did at least make me think about this a little bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But speaking of not thinking... <clears throat> And um, I think we're about to to get into a uh, theme here, Pat. Oh, yeah. Number three on the worst takes of the uh, Dobbs versus Jackson's women health decision or impending decision or draft decision. It was <clears throat> Eric Swalwell, you know, the guy who makes all the smart decisions in the world, right? You mean tweeting all the smart this out of China, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, tweeted this out: The Republicans won't stop at banning abortion. They want to ban interracial marriage. 
Do you want to save that? Well, then you should probably vote. What? What? What are you talking about? You Chinese spy ho. Those two things don't even belong together. My favorite reaction to that was literally a, a, a picture of Clarence Thomas and his wife. Are you sure about that? Says the uh, longest standing quote unquote Republican uh, justice on the Supreme Court. Whose wife is white. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's insane. It's all insane. Where, where, I want to know where this comes from. Like, honest to God, I've never seen this argument made by anybody other than the moronic fringe, 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 the AFPAC crowd, maybe. I have never even seen that crowd make that argument, honestly. I don't know if I've ever, yeah. That is insane. It's an absolutely insane argument. It's out of touch and insane. Speaking of out of touch and insane, we need to move on because uh, number two on the list also deals with um, I'm a racist because Amanda Duarte says or said on Twitter, I do wonder how these white supremacist lawmakers would feel if their little white daughters were raped and impregnated by black men. Wait, 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 wait. <clears throat> Is that racist, racist? 101. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, what you need to know is uh, Amanda Duarte, who's still on Twitter today, deleted her entire account, by the way, um, for 24 hours after realizing, oh, bleep, I just said something completely and overtly racist, right? She's back on Twitter. Because now she she apologized. So so because she's a blue check mark leftist, um, we're all good. I, except for Pat. Um Libs of TikTok um did some intrepid reporting here. November nineteenth, twenty twenty one. So can we the Oh, less than a year ago. It was like not even six months ago. Not quite six months ago. Mm-hmm. Said, please stop having white children. So she's racist. Also white. Or at least. So she's uh, racist against white. her own race. I don't necessarily know that she she could be Hispanic. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't know for sure. Sure. Okay. But But also would be white Hispanic, I believe. But also, um, 325-2022. Oh, so like not even two months ago. Um, Friends, the entire anti-abortion movement is about white supremacy. More white women have abortions than any other group, and they need those babies to grow up and be trained to be racist voters or they're gone. Mm Mm-hmm. Mr. Padoni. Um... Isn't that factually inaccurate? Because I'm pretty sure uh, the uh, white white women don't have as many abortions as, say, uh, black women do. 
You'd be correct by yeah. by a rather large margin, by the way. Right. Yeah. And just in case you weren't convinced of how racist Amanda Duarte is, 4-7-2022. Okay, so about a month ago. Perhaps the hardest truth of all to accept must be that no one wants to bleep your disgusting little white kids. Huh? What? She actually said that. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, you might be wondering who in the absolute hell is Amanda Duarte. Well, she's an actress known for Citizen Candyman. What? Yeah. uh Uh-huh. 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 I'm not going to lie. That kind of sounds like a porn film. Also, I, I I might be wrong. She's she might not be white. Ah, uh, okay. But but what what the? Yeah. Should we just move on to our number one? Uh, should we? Should we? Yeah, yeah I, I think we should. I think we should because I my my head might explode with that with with her. Okay, go ahead. Who, who might have had the worst take? No, number one, it has to be um, grifter politician or no, excuse me, grifter wannabe politician Evan McMullen. Um, he sent this out as a response to the uh, draft opinion of the of Roe versus Wade. As a pro-life Utah, I'm concerned that the never-ending tug-of-war over abortion laws threatens to create a public health crisis and further divide the nation without solving anything. My campaign is about forging a new way forward and building a new American consensus, even when it seems impossible and others refuse to try. If Roe versus Wade is overturned, some states will immediately enact extreme laws, such as the total bans on abortion erroneous limits on birth control and criminalization of women desperate in desperate situations. I oppose these laws. I will advocate for sensible legislation that improves and supports for women, children, and families, safeguards access to health care, and establishes reasonable standards that prevent extremists from doing harm. Abortions in America have been declining for years, and we've been doing more to help women and children. Data clearly shows that making contraception and more available and otherwise doing more to support families is what protects the lives of mothers, the unborn, and children, not ex- not extremist laws that target women in their most vulnerable moments. Our commitment to life must be more comprehensive starting with judging less and doing more to help those in need um, of our compassion. Um, 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 yeah. Pat. Yeah. You and I both voted for Evan McMullen in 2016, correct? Yes, we did. Part of the reason I voted for Evan McMullen in 2016 was that he seemed genuine, honest, and principled, right? Right. Correct me if I'm wrong, 
But in 2016, Evan McMullen's position was pro-life, period, amen. You would be correct because on August 15th, 2016, he tweeted this. On the issue of life, it's life. It's a life. On the issue of life, it's life. So I would pursue court appointments that would overturn Roe versus Wade. Wait, that was what? August 15th. Wait, 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 wait. Say what? He would pursue court appointment court appoint appointments that would overturn Roe versus Wade. That was August 15th, 2016. October 19th, 2016, he tweeted. Why can't Donald Trump actually say words I want Roe versus Wade overturned? I'm the only pro-life candidate in this race. Um, how did we go from that to that? You mean to the statement that he just released? Um, I'll tell you how. The dude's a grifter. Uh, uh, Mitt Romney says, um, you're a grifter. Yeah, the grift, the 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 king of grifters calling Evan McMullen a grifter. That's that's hilarious. At least Mitt Romney has been pro-life his entire life, I believe. He has not. Wait, what? Yeah, he has not. Mm, okay. He's pro-life mm -hmm. today, though, right? Mm, mostly, yes. Okay. He might be like one of those uh, pro-life with the exceptions of rape and incest, right? Uh, yeah. I, and then I, I, I don't think that, I don't know that Mitt Romney is necessarily for overturning Roe versus Wade either. But Evan McMullen, not on one occasion, but on multiple occasions, attempted to attack Donald Trump from the Christian right. From the pro-life right. And then less than six years later, we can't, we can't be this divisive. Well, what the hell, you piece of bleep grifter? Mind you, he is running as a independent in the state of Utah for Mike Lee's seat, but uh, he has the backing of all the uh, pretty much a lot of the Democrats here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So he might as well be running as a Democrat, by the way. <sighs> That's honestly, that is the most insane thing. It's not surprising at this point because this guy is proven to just be a grifter, right? Mm -hmm. He went from being the alternative to Donald Trump for those who didn't like his personal politics, if you will, right? Right. To the head of the absolute bat nuts, crazy um, anti-Trump movement. while supporting every democratic position known to man over the last four years to, to this. Now you're not, you're pro-life, but you're just, you hate the, the back and forth and the, what? What are you talking about? You have called for the overturn of Roe versus Wade, and now, now oh God, no, no, no. Ugh. I say we talk about the good, though. Yes, let's do that. Let, let's do that, shall we? Number five on the good. 
is um, from Todd Erzin uh, from the Steve Dace show over at Blaze TV. Um, multi-time guest here on this, this very program. And he had this to say, women are currently overwhelmed by being asked to, number one, understand where babies come from, and number two, hold themselves accountable for the choice to engage in that activity. So this has nothing to do with rights. It has to do with a lack of duty and dignity. It's simple. Don't kill babies. This is succinctly the position that I have held for many, many a year in a position that the pro-life movement never wanted to get into. The position of the choice that you talk about in your pro-choice advocacy, as you like to put it, <coughs> is not a choice. The choice that you made was to engage in coitus, right? Right. To put it in a uh, uh, a nerd term, right? Uh, Sheldon Cooper? Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, so you uh, you engaged in that act. There are all sorts of things if you want to avoid a pregnancy that happen. And by the way, if used correctly, are 99% effective on both birth control and condoms. Right? Right. Okay. They're also free in most cases. You can get free access to that stuff in most cases. But if your spontaneous choice, your drunken hookup, guess what? If you're not prepared for the consequences of that, I can't help you. You made a stupid decision. I, I don't have a lot of sympathy because guess what? I made a couple of very stupid decisions in my life and paid the price for them. But well, I didn't mean to do that, you know? Mm -hmm. I didn't mean to do that. Oops, sorry. That doesn't work. That's not how it works. It's not how any of this works. And more importantly, do you not have a duty to that child that you are rearing? Or the dignity of rearing that child? And, and the other position that bothers me in all of this is, well, what about poor Pat? My parents were nowhere near rich. Nowhere near it. When I was born. And they figured it out. They figured out what they needed to do. They figured out how they could scrape together money to buy the diapers that were needed. They figured it the bleep out. It's time we as a society say, figure it out. And more importantly, there's adoption available. There are plenty of other options for you. But the lack of accountability in our society bothers me. And that's why I loved this particular tweet. And then there's one that I want to put up here. 
because I don't necessarily agree with the article, but I think it's important, and it was one of the best takes that I had because it really made me think. And it came from Reason Magazine, Reason.com. The headline is, Don't Prosecute the Supreme Court Leaker. And, and the crux of the article is this. The, the leaker, that individual, broke not just a norm, but something that has never, ever happened before. The full draft decision of a Supreme Court has never happened before. There have been leaks about maybe who voted which way or what horse trading went on, right? But that was always after the fact. Years, decades in some cases, after the fact. But this has never happened. Their argument is, well, we don't need to criminally punish this individual because we already know that professionally and personally, they're going to suffer major consequences. Do I necessarily agree with the article? No, but it sure as heck made me think. I think this is one of the best takes out there because it makes you think, and that's what this show is all about. So I highly encourage you, check out the show notes. You will see that article linked. Um, it, but to their point, it is, if the a leaker's identity is ever revealed, he or she will face serious professional and reputational sanctions. There's no need to wish for criminal punishments, too. I don't know where I stand on that. Um, I I see both sides of this argument, but I wouldn't have seen both sides of this argument had I not read this article. So I go, I would encourage you to go ahead and take a look at it. Now, number three on this list belongs to the Chocolate Knox. Observing the last day of events, it has been clear. Excuse me. This is also on Twitter, by the way at chocolate underscore Knox. Observing the last day of events, it has been clear to me why government education is essential to the plan of liberals. Having a general public that cannot define words or follow a logical argument is the only way the left wins. Definitions and logic betray their rhetoric. And, and that is a, this is a prime example of this, right? This is this whole last 24, 48 hours is a prime example of all of this, in, in my view. Well, how many examples did we just go over, you know, mm -hmm. going through some of the worst takes? Can because, we not use this, the, this same tweet, the same logic of this tweet and apply it to all the worst takes that we've just gone over on this whole abortion thing? Definitions and logic versus rhetoric. It's as simple as that. We... Most people that do not believe in leftism believe in some form of defining your terms using logic and reason in your arguments in against what? Whatever word vomit wants to come out and changing definitions all the time, right? Right. Changing your definition to fit whatever, you know, whatever argument you want to make. I, I would argue this is exactly why the church of me exists. Because leftism exists. The church of me is what? I'm fitting the words of Jesus Christ to whatever situation I want to do in my own life, right? I, I want to go use drugs, or I want to go do this, or I want to go do that, right? 
Right. Well, then um, I, I'm going to find that that thing I can twist rhetorically, not logically, but rhetorically in the Bible, and and I'll be good. Whatever I want to do, Jesus will do will allow me to do. No. Now, number two on this list actually comes from uh, Steve Dace. Believe it or not, Pat. Believe it or not. Of course it does. <laughs> <laughs> now, I debated on this one, but um, because there were two of them, and maybe we can put them together because I can't decide which one I want to use. Sure. But I will use these two. Um, so, two, two A is this one. The reason all the reasons given for baby killing sounds stupid, evil, demonic, and nonsensical is because baby killing is stupid, evil, demonic, and nonsensical. Okay. But also okay. this one. Just when men finally have secured the long-awaited right to get pregnant, the right to choose to sustain that pregnancy is taken away. The war on men is real and it is ruthless. Now, why is that one one of my best arguments? Because it speaks to the hyperbole, the insanity of the rhetorical arguments of the left over the last 48 hours. I mean, with 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 applying all this this nonsensical logic nowadays, is there not truth in that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, Pat, you have the number one. I do. Um, I'm going to credit this to uh, my friend Darcy Van Orden, who has been on my individual show a few times in the past. Um, however, I've seen this all over social media. Um, and it, it, all it says is simply this. Suddenly, the left knows what a woman is without being a biologist. Uh, that's about as big of a mic drop as you can put out there because, again, this is the all of the rhetorical arguments involving COVID-19, involving anything science-related, climate change, all of these things all rolled up into a ball and thrown right back at you. Mm-hmm. Wait, I was told that I have to be a biologist to understand what a woman is. but But, but only women can get pregnant. Uh, that's not what they've been speaking about for the last few months anyway, or really even the last few years. Um, now, Pat, outside of this, I, I have an update that we need to get into uh, briefly uh-huh. here because okay. um, about a half hour ago, uh, U.S. private payrolls increased by 247,000 in April, missing estimates by 150,000. So about that um, that economic um, increase um, that we're whoopsies. So uh, you know we're not headed towards recession or or anything bad. No, 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 no. Your thoughts, Pat? Um. Well, um, essentially. I think we can just kind of sit here and say, I told you so. Elections have consequences. 
Yeah, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. I, I, it turns out on uh, electing unserious people has consequences. I, I that's how right. I would re- rephrase that. Only because I firmly bre- believe that both sides contributed to this problem, right? And what is well, the yeah. problem? The problem is that our government decided they were going to be the arbiters of. Well, if we we're, we're going to put everybody out of work, right? We're going to put forty million people out of work, and and then we're going to hand them all money, and and, and then we're going to spend more and more and more to the point where we spent over five trillion dollars, right? right? And where and did that start? Are... It didn't start just with Joe Biden. So yes, oh, elections have consequences, Trump. but unserious people being elected to positions of power has the most consequences, and we have right. done that twice now. I would argue three times. Barack Obama yep. was a very unserious person. The last yep. serious person we elected was actually, potentially, Bill Clinton. Think about that. Uh, now, yeah. you can make an argument there's, that he there's is... There's arguments to be made there. I mean, was it Ronald Reagan? That There's arguments to be made there, too. But I want you to think about that. Unserious people having these positions of power is where we got where we are. Because it, it that snowballs downhill. Unserious people tend to grift together with other unserious people. Deborah Burks, are you freaking kidding me? Right? Um, our Lord President Savior, Dr. Anthony Fauci, are you kidding me? Joe Biden? That intellectual intellectual giant. I mean, even in his Donald hit, Trump, yeah. that intellectual giant. And I'm not saying you have to be the smartest person in the world, right? Not right. But you have to at least be somewhat of a serious person. Freaking a Teddy Roosevelt did not have a massive education, right? But right. he was a very serious person. He was worldly educated. He is one of the most fascinating people in American history. And he barely got out of the eighth grade. Abraham Lincoln, would you consider him to be a unserious person? Because he was not exactly your most educated, classically educated individual in the world. Turns out smartness and smarts have nothing to do with education. You can be educated, but not be uh, intellectual. Yeah, you could be <clears throat> educated and not be smart. Mm-hmm. I know some of the most well-educated people who are some of the dumbest people I've ever met in my life. And with that, Pat, your final thoughts on today's show. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And we're now all biologists. Please be smart. Be safe. Be kind. As always, Matthew 547.